Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. We are going to discuss yet another clean sheet for Sunderland. And if you were listening to this in future years, I don't know why anybody would do that, but if you are, and provide some historical context for you, it's the we've just had Premier League football on the weekend that Spurs beat Manchester United 6-1 and Aston Villa beat Liverpool 7-2. And we're going to talk about a nil-nil draw with Charlton in Division 3. And you can also so go and go. watch those games in a cinema. Um, but you can't go and watch the football matches at the stadium, even though there's like enough room for about 70,000 people in there. So yeah. Yeah, bear that in mind as well. <laughs> bear that in mind if you're doing some research in 20 years' time um, and, and civilization still exists. Right. Um, a shout-out as well. Oh, but let's introduce our guest first because we've got Chris on, doesn't really need introducing there's no finance stuff to talk about Chris so you're not really flavour of the month anymore anyway but you say hello anyway uh, cheers for that glowing introduction I'll, I'll just sit here and watch you three talk shall I uh, Stephen Elliott joins us as well former Sunderland striker of course been a while Sleeves yeah it's been a while since I've been on with you guys but good start to the season mm-hmm. are you been out doing your coaching stuff in the restrictions or um, little bits and pieces here and there, but I don't know whether we're going to go back into some sort of lockdown now. There's, there's a bit, the, the cases are getting high again, so you just have to keep an eye on the LFA rules. Mm. <sighs> well, let's all go there. Shall we give a shout out to uh, Sunderland under 21s who haven't won a game in about seven years and then uh, go and beat Newcastle 4 0? So even if they don't win in another game in seven years, that'd be quite funny, I guess, wouldn't it? It's been, it's, it's the last time they won a game, they were the under 21s. And the other 23s now, so that's how long it's been. Yeah, they were still playing in the Pontons Reserves League yeah, when, when the last one again. So Michael Proctor was playing at the time. It is quite funny, but it highlights how, uh, how poor that uh, youth setup's been in a while, doesn't it? That so they can go so long without a win. Today was the first away league win um, since Ellis Shaw was owner. Wow. Right. <laughs> There's a stat. <laughs> That's canny, isn't it? Any opinions on the youth setup at Sunderland at the minute, Slaves? <laughs> a bit quiet there. That's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good win today. You've got to start somewhere, so hopefully things start to pick up now moving forward, I suppose. Right, the most media trained answer you'll ever hear in your life. Right, <laughs> let's, do, let's talk about the, uh, the game of the weekend. Good start, you said there, Slaves. Disappointing not to get the three points, though, because I think... Um, that that was as one-sided game as you'll ever see for the most part yeah I think uh, I have to say I thought it was the best performance of the season by Sunderland the weekend I thought he played really well right from the start of the game I think Scoan done okay as well he, he, he looked a little bit off the pace I think in his first game last week but he came in and he, he slotted in well alongside Grant and uh, Gucci in there in the midfield yeah and uh, interesting position for Gucci that isn't it it's a bit, bit of a new one with it, with his shape he's he's, he's a bit deeper and he's uh, I guess it makes sense because he can carry the ball yeah I'd, I'd, I'm still looking at Lyndon Gooch and you're kind of trying to figure out what his actual best position is like he for me I think he's best when he's when he's running at, at players and he kind of has space in front of him but he's obviously playing in that midfield role he needs to protect the ball a little bit better and he might get over his back to goal a little bit more than he usually would but if it's a position that he's going to play going forward he, I'm sure he'll only get better the more he plays there yeah Thoughts on Gooch and Scowen as a no, nobody thought this we would start the season with a midfield three of Grant Ledbetter, Josh Scowen and Lyndon Gooch, did we? I mean, Ledbetter has been ridiculous, like really, like compared to 
you know, where he was last year when he looked completely finished. Um, and then, you know, this season he looks completely refreshed. He looks a different player. Um, it's weird on Gooch because, you know, I do like him. And I like him when he plays wide, preferably, but it kind of feels all a little bit... <clears throat> Even though it's been effective, it does feel as though players are being kind of shoehorned into that midfield a little bit and to accommodate these two strikers. Um, so yeah, it's a bit it's a bit odd at the moment. It's kind of like when you're not seeing the games live, it's difficult to pick up on the on the on the feed like how the <clears throat> how they're operating, you know, off the ball and stuff like that. So it, it's it's an odd one, but. It's working though, right? Oh well, I mean, well. yeah. I mean, we're not not playing badly at all. I mean, it was looking at the thinking about the four games. I can't think. I mean, I know Peter had a bright start in the game, but it's been usually in games you'll have a spell where you're under pressure. I don't think in the four games, even the five, if you include the League Cup game, we haven't had a spell where we've been under pressure for a prolonged period of time in any of those games. Not even I, th- I agree. Minutes. I agree with you, Gary. I think defensively, that's one of one of the big pluses this season. I think we've looked really strong, and never really looked like we were gonna in any danger of conceding many goals this season. And that's a huge thing going forward. If you want to be promoted, for you can talk about who's going to get all the goals to win games and stuff. But if you can stop, if you if you don't concede goals, you've always got a chance of winning games. And even on Saturday, there, I, I never felt even when Charlton went up, when when the upper man when when Flanagan got sent off, I never really felt. Like they were going to hurt us going forward, and if anybody was going to win the game, I still think we we were creating the better chances. I know Wyke had a bit of a chance, which he, we'll get to Wyke. He just looks <laughs> his confidence. His confidence looks shattered at the moment in front of the goal. He's snatching at things. He's stretching at things, and he just doesn't look like he's going to score a goal. Whereas I thought Danny Graham, I thought in the game, although he didn't score, and he, listen, I'm sure he'll be the first one to, to say he should have put that chance at the back post away. But I felt like he looked like he looked threatening. He looked hungry to get into goal scoring positions, and I think he will score goals for the club if he gets a run of games in in the team. You just want to hope it's not a mental thing though with them, don't you? Like it can be a mental block on strikers. We've seen it so many times, don't we? Remember how well Jose Alador started, and his 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 first goal was only around the corner, and then the more goes on and on and on, it become difficult. So it'd be nice for him to to get one quite quickly. That is, <laughs> that isn't against that isn't against an under twenty ones team. I like the way that you've used. Um Josie Altador is a comparison for a former Sunderland striker and not Danny Graham as a comparison for a former <laughs> the first Sunderland striker who's got one in Com- 40. Yeah, true. The team looked uh, like they were creating opportunities the weekend. There was some great interplay down the right-hand side, especially yeah. first half. A couple of times there was a few mishit crosses, but in general, even the deliveries weren't bad. And Again, on another day, we could have been talking about a 3 or 4-0 win for Sunderland and it wouldn't have, wouldn't have flattered them, I don't think. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, this time last week... We, we sat on this podcast and we're talking about how if we haven't got a penalty against Peterborough we wouldn't have scored all day and it's a bit weird that actually at the weekend I, th- I thought we looked a lot more threatening and we didn't end up scoring so from a kind of build up perspective on that um, <coughs> it, I agree with uh, what was said earlier I think it was the best we've played this season and it was you couldn't really uh, they said on the reaction part on Saturday but you you couldn't really I know some people have like blamed the manager for certain performances and stuff this season already, but you certainly couldn't blame him there on Saturday. Like he set the team up well and look should have been out of sight by half time. And I, I agree with Steve's as well. I think even after we went down to ten men, I don't actually think we ever looked um I don't think we ever looked in any real danger. I still wanted us to win the game when we went down to ten men. I still thought we were yeah. gonna be the I likely think, ones to do it. Right. Yeah, I I thought the same. I thought we like I've seen a few 
few people saying like their strikers have better service than that. I don't know where they've got that from, because I mean, from my memory, I, I can barely remember them having a kick. They didn't have a shot on like, target, did they? I was going to say I didn't think they did. Like they brought they brought that Aniki on. He added a bit more like physicality because well, Washington done nothing. But I mean, apart from Flanagan getting sent off for being a bit slow, but the ball, do you not think really though? Much of a as either. well, obviously, I'm just saying. Even looking at the start of the season so far, there's talk of like some of the being a tricky kind of run of games on paper, but the teams that that, that we played so far, I, I looked at them all and I don't see any, I didn't see any team where I think, you know what, these are, these are right bang out these are a top yeah. team. I don't know whether that's the whole league in general or to just kind of, people are waiting to get a run me. of games, but it's now, Sunderland have looked comfortable, albeit against Peterborough, it was a frustrating afternoon last week, but I think Sunderland looked comfortable in all the games and, I don't know, maybe, they, maybe Sunderland don't have to be great this year to get promoted, unlike maybe other seasons. If those three are three of the best teams in the league, I really don't think we've got anything to fear because I mean I thought they were terrible on Saturday. I, I thought they were really really poor. Um, They're the worst team we played. Partially because we played, yeah, they were. Partially because I thought we played well in the first half. Like we really, we did look really solid, and uh, we'll probably come on to Flanagan as well. But Flanagan's had a bit of stick after getting sent off. I thought he was great until he got sent off. Yeah, his, his passing's his passing's not great. Passing's never going to be great. But I, I think. It's hard to find fault with like three defenders who've only conceded one goal all season and none from open play. And I, and I think I think we look really really solid. And I thought um, certainly in the first half, it was it was definitely an improvement going forward. We just you you do still worry though that that's going to be like our our downfall. Like you'd like to think there's not going to be as many games as that where we miss that many chances. But it does like I was looking at obviously we've only scored four goals in four games. It's um, that's that's gonna be if if we have a downfall this season, that's where it's gonna be. You need one of them, don't you? Just to just get it going, don't you? Get a couple well, in a game, or get a couple in a game or something, slaves. You know, it's like a yeah, I, I just think into a run. yeah. I look at the way the team's playing, and and they're playing in a way where they're creating chances. They look fluent going forward, especially on <coughs> Saturday. I think you have to give great credit to, to you have to give credit to the manager for kind of the, putting these players in in these positions, and again, some of the chances. I just for me. If you're looking at the, the forwards that are at the club, I think Aidan O'Brien's come in and I can see why the why, why Phil Parkinson has signed him. He's kind of got a little bit more legs maybe than the others and he runs about a bit more. But I think if you want to score goals, I wouldn't. I don't think he's the answer to, to scoring the goals. And I don't know whether... For me, I would like to see Will Grigg. I mentioned it in my column in the Echo. I'd like to see Will Grigg and Danny Graham giving a shot together because I think they could complement each other. And I think there's enough in that squad behind them to protect the, the defensively as well with them two as, as a kind of leading the line. And I think eventually, if one of the chance goes in for one, either of them in the league, they'll go on a run and they've history of being prolific at this level and, and that's what you're looking at. And I think out of all the strikers, them two are... Them two are are probably the more likely out of the four of them to go on that run of goals that the club need the forwards the, to do to go on. The move, the movement of Graham is 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 pretty good, and I think Graham's uh, Greek strength is his sort of movement off the ball. So if you had those two together, you know, as a defence in League One, you you probably don't have to do a lot of thinking when mm. when when you're up against those two. It, it, to, to, 
you know, the runs and, and the movement of the ball. Yeah, but even Danny, even Danny Graham, when he's leading the line, you can tell he's played at a higher level. Yeah. I know he didn't have a great time when he was at Sunderland first time round, but you can see he's got he's got a really clever brain. He finds good positions and he brings other players in, into um into, into right into the striker areas just by clever. Sometimes he doesn't even move loads, but he's just getting into little pockets there where he can bounce the ball off. And more often than not, his touch is good and he and he's strong and he protects the ball well. And if you notice on Saturday, he was always wanting to get in the box. Now I know it didn't quite fall from the week. Again, but you know, I always watching the game and thinking he's gonna score soon. He's gonna score soon, and I think one, I think he will score, and I, I think he will go on a run. And I think he, he especially could be the one to go on that run of goals that that we're waiting for. And it's just up to the manager to kind of stick stick with him and give him a run of games. And Definitely. as I said, I'd love to see him in there alongside Greg. Yeah. And I know the manager has says, oh, it'll be horses for courses. But I think if somebody goes and scores two <laughs> or three goals in a game, he's not going to be dropped for the next one, and then you kind of play off that. Well, the, the, the phrase horses for causes, Gareth said last week as well, and I, I, I wasn't sure. I suggested last week that it, it seems to me like he's just thrown partner, different partnerships together to see if something works. Gareth didn't think that was the case. To me, when you take both strikers off at once and put the other two strikers on, that to me looks like you're, you're just thinking, yeah. I want one of these to score here, and uh, you just try and you just something will eventually stick. I, I, I just keep I throwing agree. these strikers on. I agree with that in, in the game, you know. We've seen that's been a problem um, in terms of you know Parkinson's approach to games is that it doesn't seem capable of making tactical changes with tactical substitution changes in the game to to alter the result. Um, you know, it's like for like changes. You know, like last you know joked about you know nine subs on the bench and you know last season like when. Covid struck and it's like well, you know we'd still only use one. I mean, and it'd be Kyle Lafferty in the eighty third minute. That that's basically was it. So I agree with you in the game. Like you could do a lot more, but um, from the start I don't agree that it's it's. I just it's think scattergun. What what do you think about slaves making a double substitution up front, taking two strike partners off and putting another two on? To be fair, I, that's, the, that's the way that that was kind of a, when I played. That was that was often the case. Like you. You pay, if you were if you were in the more often than not I played if I played if I played up front I played in the front too and come sixty minutes and if the game was nil nil or you won't goal down you, you you tended to think you know if I don't do something here quick they might bring on the other two strikers and that was just kind of half accepted that's why we all most squads when when I played we always seemed to have four strikers so you'd have two that were probably in form who were getting the goals and then maybe if things weren't going quite well for that two he'd rest that other two and, and bring the other two in or, or just try and mix and match the manager but I don't know I, I didn't didn't bother me at all really making a double change I, I think it was that I think he was looking for somebody I, I think Phil Parsons is looking for one of his forwards to go on I genuinely think he just wants one of them to go on this goal score and run to say do you know what Gaffer here I am I'm the man that's going to score the goals and it hasn't quite happened yet but for me of what I've seen so far this season Danny Graham is definitely the one where I think has the biggest chance of going on these run of goals I look at Charlie White and I played with Charlie when, when he was a young lad at Carlisle when he came up from Middlesbrough and he did show qualities then but for me he looks he looks to be somebody that his confidence just seems shattered. Like I said earlier on, he's snatching and stretching and he, he gives away needless fouls at times. And that's, that can sometimes kind of come out being frustrated on the pitch because you know things aren't going well for you. And I don't know, I just still think Will Grigg, we, keep, we paid a lot of money for him. And we, I, I don't know, he hasn't been, this season anyway, he hasn't really been given a fair chance of, of a few games. And I think 
in the in the preseason run of games, he done well. He looked sharp. He scored goals, and he's only he's only had one start in the in the league this year. I would be inclined to kind of just get him in there and see what happens because. What's the worst that can happen? He, he doesn't score a goal. It's not as if the others aren't scoring goals. So if he get him scoring a goal, I guarantee you he'll go on a run of goals because it's just the way he's been in his career. You'll play tomorrow night, won't he, for, against Carlisle? Yeah, you'd like to think he'd get... You know, I, presume, I presume a lot of the lads will play that haven't been getting much game time and it's a good game for the manager to be able to put players in, especially after the unbeaten start in the league. So, no, it's, it's a good start. Eight, eight points out of a possible 12 points. You're right in the promotion mix. It could have been more, really, if we're honest. It could have been, an, it should have been really two more points, but it's early days, yeah. And from what I've seen so far, I think Phil Partinson will be secretly confident. Yeah, I think your points on both of those things about Grig and about um, Wyke. I mean, Grig must wonder if he's ever going to get the rub of the green because he, he he's not even been coming on a sub and then he comes on a sub we get a player set off and he's asked to play midfield for the rest of the game um, every week, don't we? like, yeah, yeah. Oh, we've, we've banged that drum I think it's worn out I, I don't know if we can we can see anything else on should, it should I tell you what I was thinking on Saturday like, I don't know might look like any striker should score on that and Graham will be disappointed in this but how many times since he's been here can you think that we've given Will Grimm the ball on a player like that inside the six yard box like those are the sort of goals he scores. Like you look at the goals he scored for Wigan and that he, he's he's a poacher. He he scores a lot of goals like that. And I was just thinking, how many times has he actually got the ball in those positions for us? And I, well, I, that's it. Yeah, I agree though, Chris. Is even when he was playing last year, it was often he was very isolated in in the formation and the way the team were playing. And I know he had played previously as as a lone striker for his previous clubs, but that, they were in kind of in in formations where. It, players grew up and support him when he was at Wigan there was always a player but I think Sunderland when they played at times last year when he played up front of his own he was left very isolated and there was balls being lashed up around his neck and it's difficult trust me I know that when you're a smallish striker up against big lads because it's, it's hard enough kind of fighting your own way as it is when there's high balls coming in it makes defenders favourites but I think now with the way the team are playing and he's he, with, with, with him going with two up top I think it could really kind of help him help Greg because I think and another thing I, I go back to Grant Ledbert I think this is the reason why the, the team are playing like this because he's found his feet again and he's shown the quality he has I know people point to his age about he's, he's passed it but I think this season a little bit repeating what Garrett says he's been really really good he looks sharp he looks fit he doesn't look slow he's moving the ball quickly and he's shown he's a class above any other midfielder at the club and I think that's the reason why we've looked a little bit more 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 fluent going forward because they have that protection and knowing Grant is there and he will keep the ball unlike say for example when I think Dobson was playing in their power even at times they'd give up the ball cheaply and that's something that Grant will not do because he, he cherishes the ball and he respects the ball and he looks after it mm, definitely uh, just on the on the on the wike giving away free kicks I, that was what angered me more than anything else in in that game when he did that again. We spoke about it last week and we said, you know, you can see it coming a mile off and whatever level you've played football, like you say, don't foul, don't foul. Danny Collins in the core commentary was actually saying, <laughs> don't foul him, don't foul him. And he went and he just bundled him over, man. And it's so frustrating. Now, listen, it's annoying. As a striker, when you, when a defender's shepherding the ball out, there's, there's nothing worse than a defender shepherding the ball out like that when you know he's not even trying to play it. But, 
if you give that free kick away, you're playing right into his hand, and it just lets lets them off the hook. Where like at times the defender can only kick her out for a corner, roll it back to his yeah. goalkeeper, or lash it back to us, up or out for a throw in, and all of a sudden you're giving them a free kick, time to kind of get adjusted to get the get the players up the pitch, and it's just it's criminal. But again, it boils down to frustration, I think, on White's part because things aren't going well for him, and he, he's a player that looks severely lacking in confidence. But why? Surely you know, somebody, bro. surely somebody's putting an arm around him and telling and and. and and saying this to him, slaves, what you've just said there, surely. But like, well, I don't know. I don't know anybody who who coaches in at the club. What way? I don't know. Under, I don't know who's kind of deciding or who's whether they have that type of man managing going on. Again, it's. I think Phil Parton just wants one of the strikers to score a goal, and it's it's like as soon as somebody one of them does that, he's going to stick with that with that person. The thing is, with White, he doesn't give himself a chance in anything. So so he's always the wrong side, the defender. Like every time the ball goes up, he's running. He's trying to run in front. It's like if you're a defender, it must be quite easy to play against because he's got to come to the back of you if he's the wrong side anyway. So you probably just you know get your body in the way and foul you. You know you never if you win the ball, you're gonna win the header because you're in front. So it, I don't know. I just it, if that's his role, it, like it just feels like the other week we we're talking about it. I think it. I said, you know about some balls that score and put in he could have got across the front to get a header in and we're kind of saying well this is just league one strikers don't do that it's like well you can't be six yards off the you know off the six yards box and not making a movement to come on to potentially a cross surely I mean at any level I mean you want to gamble in there and get on the end of the ball especially if you're like as somebody who scored goals with his head previously for Bradford the funny thing is, though, Wyke has history at this level of scoring goals regularly, and it's it's just when you look at him playing now, it's he it doesn't look like that player that we that we paid this money for. And it, when he first came to the club, if you remember, he was carrying an injury, and he's always seemed to have something kind of holding him back, so to speak. And I don't know whether he's injured now at the moment, or he's I don't know. I think he gathers that maybe maybe with the manager bringing in Danny Graham, it's a little bit of a, a dent to his confidence as well yeah. because I think if Charlie White had been doing the business and you, you, you're you talking about having White there, Grigg there, bringing in Aidan O'Brien, a couple of the younger lads who can play up top, Gucci can play up top. But the fact that he's gone and brought in a 35-year-old striker probably doesn't fill you with confidence to say, you know what, this gaffer really, really fancies me yeah. and maybe that's all kind of hanging over him a little bit and it shows and it's shown in his performances. Definitely. Mm. Certainly is. Um... Did you just get the sense that we uh, we weren't going to score and it was going to be one of those days when when um, Bailey Wright had an early header and the, and the keeper pulled that save? Oh, amazing save! Save out of the bar because it was a it was a great save that and you just thought then didn't you? And then especially when Graham puts it over the bar, you just thought oh, it's 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 not going to happen here. Well, and we had yeah, that scrambled one that scrambled one away, didn't it? The keeper made a save and. The block. block and the thing, though, again, though, if you go back to that chance when Aidan O'Brien went down the left, I think they missed the best chance. By remember, uh, Graham was on his own in the box. Yeah, yeah. And it was a poor. It was a, it was a poor cross for me. That's a, quite an easy pass, especially as a forward. If you're in that position, you know what way a forward should like the ball rolled in to finish that. And I think that was a really poor cross yeah. by um, Aidan O'Brien in the first place that got cut out. Yeah, and then it came back to him, and I think he made a wrong decision by actually shooting. Then he followed another mistake with another mistake where if he he could have pulled the back, and somebody might have had a, had the tap in there. But again, it's just decision making. That's one thing I would look at Aidan O'Brien. He does walk. He, he walks his his backside off. You couldn't fault him for that, and he, I'm sure he's a, a good pro. But I just never when I watch him play. He doesn't. He does, I don't look and think. You know what? This guy's going to score loads of goals. And if we're going to play two up top, I want to be thinking 
either one of them might have a chance of scoring goals because we have players at the moment on the pitch who are creating even Jordan Willis who, who was bombarding down the right at times the weekend he's a, he's a trek going forward and I think he I think that all I think the team are playing really well I think there's a good kind of fluidity in there I think Bailey Wright kind of showing things up at the back him getting the armband as well I think has brought him on leaps and bounds too I think he's he's found a new kind of responsibility wearing the armband I think it suits him and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be in a rush to take her off him if he continues to play the way he is yeah it's not, there's not much more you can say about those that back three than we than we already have of course Flanagan's going to have to come out now because yeah. of the suspension it's a good foul though I would say to be honest with you I don't you yeah, can't fault yeah. him for that because that was the one time the big lad came on and Inuki or whatever he's called flicked yeah. her on and he, yeah, and he did get on the wrong side of um, he, he got on the wrong side of him and I think Flanagan done the right thing and bring him down he took one for the team so to speak because I do think the striker would have got on to him getting a shot at goal so so I think it was a one game or three games I'm not sure I was reading it's that one, might be one, one game is it so yeah, yeah well you would I, I don't know who will come in and play Jamal, instead of him yeah. like Probably Jamali will play. Like he's done all right, I suppose, when he came in. But now you don't really want to interrupt that that back three at the moment because when you get when you get something that's working well, the last thing you want to do is upend it. Yeah, they just looked really solid. I thought like first half it was like so there was times when I felt like we had more people on the pitch because like we had obviously we've got three up there against one of their strikers and that, but then elsewhere on the pitch, I don't. We just it, it was the first half was a really like quite a comp- yeah. apart from the finishing, it was quite a complete performance. And I think uh, Stephen, I know we said this last week that we uh, were guilty of only mentioning Willis like by exception kind of thing because you're used to him being good. But I thought on um, he was obviously he was brilliant at the back again on Saturday. But going forward, there was and obviously as already mentioned it, but there was we saw we saw glimpses of it last season and he popped up in like quite advanced positions again a few times on um, on Saturday, and I just think he he really and, and there was that header at the end as well where. He, Took it off the the lad who was who was coming in. Brilliant defending it was, re, re, yeah. a kind of experienced defending, just know how. And it's all about positional sense. That was it. Wasn't like a, that was a good header. It was just being in the right position, smelling danger, and that's something that that, that he does well. I played with with Jordan when I was at Coventry when he was a young lad there, and he, he struggled with his injuries when he was a young lad. But you could tell he had really potential, and he has a great kind of athleticism about him and speed. And again, if he can stay injury free, him alongside Bailey Wright, and if Flanagan continues to perform the way he is. He is performing better this year than last. I think that's a really, really strong kind of unit to have at the back to kind of to, to kind of take forward from 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 there. Yeah, it's speaking for itself at the moment. Really, you know, one goal conceded that was a penalty that you know was was given away needlessly by the goalkeeper. His confidence will be going up because he's keeping clean sheets now. We'll we'll not get into that massive discussion again like we had <laughs> last week. Um, and I think we're just going to take a little break. When we come back, I want to talk about going forward because this break doesn't come at a good time in terms of wanting to build up momentum. So we'll have a little bit of a chat about that. Now the weather is changing and we're well into the football season. You might want to start about the way, thinking about the way you dress and less of the T-shirts and more of the courts when you're going out because weather's changing. Does anybody have any suggestions where people can go and buy a suitable court or jacket? From the terraces, Stephen. That's where I would. I was kind of hoping Chris, as a guest, from. would have would have done his thing and stepped in and said something like, "But he just, he just sat there." Well, sleeves is a big uh, advocate of the from the terraces brand. He's got loads of gear. I wouldn't say loads. But I've got a few items from <laughs> oh, them. Yeah, it's, it's, no, you have got loads, Stephen. <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> 
He can't. He's, nah. Honestly, now he's on the. There's no po- on the, No, you don't like the people. You just be honest with them. I've got a good few items, and it's top quality uh, gear. And I'd, I'd recommend it to anybody who's interested in some uh, football wear. There you go. You you can't you can't get better endorsement than that. It's pointless us rabbiting on and trying to make a yeah. uh, turn it into a banter moment. Got a jack, I've got a jack. He can, he, he's going to use those quotes now. Actually, he's going to use them. I've got a jack. I've got a jack to pick up this week, so I'm going to go and pick that up tomorrow. Gonna wear it the weekend when I go away for two nights. I'm gonna wear it constantly, even at night when I'm in sleep. <laughs> so that'll be nice mm. for me, won't it? Can he? Be nice. Look at you getting a bit time away. <laughs> All right, Jimmy holidays. You got about five holidays a year. <laughs> <laughs> not this year. Right, well, I. <laughs> yeah, not this year. I just sit in the house wearing me uh, from the terraces stuff instead. Um, right. Come on then, let's talk about going forward. Uh, do we do we pay any attention to this game tomorrow night uh, or Tuesday night, depending on when you listen to this? Is some, do, this is just an this is just an excuse to get some of those players in the team, as we've already said, isn't it? Yeah, I'll see Go some on, of the young lads again. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about your social life again? Do you mean? It's a bit. Uh, a little bit far there, Stephen. <laughs> shall we cut that bit out, shall we? No, I'm not um, there. I can't be asked. <laughs> uh, no, but there was a obviously the the team that thumped Newcastle's under twenty threes today was actually missing a few of the higher profile young lads, wasn't it? Uh, I don't think Diamond or Neil or there was a few others. Taylor, the centre half, I don't think he was playing. So it'd be quite good to see how they get on. Uh, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think anyone's too bothered about the result. No. I think it, maybe uh, obviously Will Grigg will probably play will he play Charlie White from the start it'd be nice to see them get in, in the goals but it's one of them it's, 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 if players score in this competition sometimes it means they don't score in league games and they take up the goals in this I'd rather them not score in this game and maybe score in the Swindon game I don't know if you know what I mean a little bit it's like yeah I don't know. I just think it's going to be interesting I, to see what he does in midfield, yeah, though, isn't it? Because he doesn't have many. He doesn't have many options. I hate like. this. I hate this cup. If I'm honest, if I'm just going to be brutally honest. I don't think does anybody <laughs> even care about it at this stage. Do you know what's just like? Wait, 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 no, wait a minute. You you were the guests at our live show. We did I know, but like it was good. Yeah, but at this stage now, where you're thinking we're still in this competition three years later, do we really want to be in this competition? Yeah. Do you know what's oh, just? So. I'm fed up with it. Yeah. I don't want to be in any of the competitions at this level. I don't no, want to be in League like One. I don't like don't this. <laughs> I don't like this cup, me. Well, but. we've got. We've, there's a good piece on our site now. Mickey Loft's written it. If you want to go and have a have a read of that, if you haven't read it all, if, read it already. And he he looks at when Sunderland entered this trophy when it when it, it was in the format it is now for the first time. So Sunderland under 21s went to play Rochdale and drew one one. And Mickey Loft's went to hunt down where all of those. Um, under 21 players are now because we were always told this cup the, the fact Premier League teams and Category 1 academies could enter was because it would develop the players better that's what we were told so obviously all those players are doing really well, well now right you'd think right go and have a read well, on the website and, and according to some by Premier that sarcasm League. I think you're, you're, that's not the truth <laughs> well Stephen, no. uh, one of them played in the Champions League semi-final last year alright well according, according to um, one Premier League chairman the, basically we are the corner shop to the you know supermarkets so I mean and we don't mean we, we we don't really affect anything that they do so it's interesting that you know the under 21 parish? teams yeah the under under 21 teams play in an EFL trophy um, 
It's shocking, really, that you know, because Palace have been in massive trouble in the past oh, financially, yeah. and and they've, they've, and they've, 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 they've just gone. They cheated. Say the kid from the Champions League, sixteen million quid or something, and now he's turning around and saying poor that. Clubs down there. Really, really poor that from him. But we're not talking. We're not tangent off onto that, but I speak, you'd expect it, you know, you'd expect that to come from like a top six owner or chairman, wouldn't you? There's loads of like wallop of chairmans out there, aren't there, Chris? But do you, do you, <laughs> no comment. Do you, do you not remember um, Bolton's chairman years back? Mm. Um, he was in favour of like, he was in favour of pulling the job yeah, yeah. and scrapping relegation and all that. He just wanted to cut it off, didn't he? In the, um, yeah. like, he just wanted to have the. Get rid of the league. Well, they've been punished. Karma's put them in. Put, uh, put, give them some punishment now. They're in League Two, right? Um, we could really do without this break at the weekend, couldn't we? This is, this is something I'll be honest, I forgot about, and it's. I think it's hindered our progress in the last two two years having these games cancelled for. Um, international call ups. Just when you're starting to pick up this momentum, and a win obviously would put us over that. A win would, if we played this weekend, would have put us over that two points per game bracket as well. Yeah, I agree. I think it's you want when you're not losing games and you're putting points on the board regularly. You want to just continue that flow, and you, you, especially when you you got a kind of a settled formation, settled team ish. You want to just keep 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 the run going. And now there's obviously the international break. It's going to be a couple of weeks before before they're all back together, training as a team again. It's it is frustrating because. No, I'm sure Parkinson, it's something that Parkinson would like to do or out, but being at a club like Sunderland, you're going to have some international players there as well, so you just have to kind of get on with it. And hopefully this season, this time round, it doesn't really affect us as much as it may have done in previous ones. Who's the, who's the call? No, do we know who's gone? Well, no, Chris, it's the kind of thing you normally know this. Who's the call-ups? Great, right on the spot here, Anna. <laughs> do we know? Um, is is Flanagan, Flanagan and McLaughlin. Flanagan, Flanagan McLaughlin and then... There's, so was Greg one then? No, I don't think Greg was. Was no. Jamalji not one? Yeah, yeah Jamalji would be gone. one. Is he yeah. gone? So is, he it? Well? Is, it yeah. just, is it just three that you need I, that goes? I think it's three, yeah. Well, I can understand in, in this instance because obviously you lose all of your centre-back options for a league game. So, is Bailey know. Wright gone with Australia? He's not, is he? I wouldn't he? have thought oh, so. No. Man. I don't know. should know this really coming in to do a pod. Usually they put it... Usually they put it on the, the club feed where it'll be like if somebody's yeah. been called up, but I haven't seen any um research went out the window years ago I with this seen any tweets mm-hmm. or anything saying like, Oh, these this person's been called up or whatever. Um with I'm like just, the I'm emoji a, of the country flag and then yeah, a, a yeah. muscle emoji or something yeah. like that on the I'm just yeah. I'm just assuming it's Jim Ashley, McLaughlin and uh Yeah, that sounds about right. right. And, uh, Sounds about right. It is really frustrating, though. But it's it's good that we're disappointed to be missing games as well. Well, if we had um, if if Feeney if Feeney had um, not got injured, do you think it would have been it? Mm. We'll never I'm know. Sure. To be mm. fair, they've got. I mean, the domestic transfer window shuts a week on Friday, doesn't it? So it does at least give a bit of bit of time to get some people in there. To not buy anybody. Yeah, gives us some time to do nothing in the transfer market. <laughs> see, I'm trying. I'm trying to be positive for once here. I can't. I can't see our game not being not taking place would have any effect on on that anyway. Do you see any new faces coming in the door or what? Do you think there'll be any surprises? I think that I think they need a left back. Like they've had, yeah. they're still seeing that, aren't they? 
but it's whether they bit of competition they for Denver. I thought Denver actually. Sorry, going back to the game. So I thought he was a little bit quieter than usual the weekend. No, he didn't have a bad yeah, game, he but he wasn't he's, as. Yeah, he, he considering he was probably one of the better players in the previous few weeks. He was a little bit quieter the weekend, but listen, he wasn't exactly a poor performance. But now maybe somebody to come in and push him, put him on his toes a little bit, might get a little bit more out of him. But now I wouldn't be. I would be surprised if there's any major kind of acquisitions in the next few days. They have to get somebody in on that left side, I think, and you know, really, we're playing him. Possibly, Hamlet, possibly know. a centre half, maybe, because obviously yeah. Flanagan, he's obviously suspended for one game. Feeney's injured, and yeah. Jamali will probably. I think, yeah, Jamali will probably play tomorrow, and they'll probably see what he kind of is like again. Some more minutes in his belt because he'll probably start against Win Monty after well, the break. Will Jamali still be there? No, I when think the, that, when that the when the, the when the when the Kosovo play Wednesday I night. Think was, I think that was the issue they were saying that he won't. Oh, he won't be there for the match tomorrow. Well, he wouldn't I know. have thought so, would he? Yeah, he wouldn't Probably have thought he would be. Jesus, yeah, that's a good Taylor point. They say Taylor will play. Yeah, uh, and then they're not sure. I'm not being. I've not been uh, impressed with him. Like Taylor. Taylor. I haven't seen yeah. enough of him when he's played. I don't And I think uh, I know there's a lot of like everyone wants the, the younger players to do well. Everyone does, but. I'd, I didn't think there were I, any of them were great against Villa, and when you, when you when you've won a game eight one, and you haven't really stood out. I don't know. Like, I'm not saying they'll get the chances, you know, and and they'll be, you know, they'll 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 be given opportunities, but. I don't know. Like, I'm not saying that they. I'm not. I'm just kind of like. I, I know there's a lot of. The, the, there's the, always the, a lot of camera, the, doesn't it? Like, let's get them. Let's like. So, so come your score twice a day. So no, it's like right. But at the same time, I don't think I don't think Phil Parkinson, from what we've seen so far, is going to actually go to any of the young lads and say, "Listen, there's a run on the team." I think he yeah. he'll, oh, he'll, no. he'll only use them if he really, really has nobody yeah. else to kind of turn to. I think even with some of the some of the, the lads he's put on the bench, he's always tended to kind of lean on the the more experienced players. So again, but I don't know whether we see. Yoga, any... I bet he can be on the bench tomorrow night. I would have thought he'd be on. the I was bench just about to night. say he might be the one yeah. who gets it wrong because he scored yeah. twice today and yeah. he does. He does offer something our other strikers don't have, and that he's quick. Mm. Um, he can he can run fast in a straight line. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, the others can just run. In he still has. Lines. I th- I still think he's a, he's 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 got a lot more to kind of show before we start talking about him being oh, pushing yeah. for a start and place. You know, yeah. I think. Yeah. Totally well, agree how, with that. How how fit is he even really? What has he been doing training wise? Have he been even a starting place, but a place on the bench. Like yeah, you're saying, you've got four, I, you've got four strikers there. Why is he going to be ahead of any of those? He's not going to no. be. He's not done enough. I don't think. Even in the games where he did, I know he done okay and little bits and pieces but for me he's still got a lot to learn about the game yeah no so hopefully one of these young lads step up I mean what, what's and, happened uh, to em- I mean Emberlin like again injured what is what's happened there like is he like because it's every Ham- time he hamstring gets, isn't it but every time he gets injured to go like oh it's not it's not that serious um, and then he disappears for four months so it must be it must be a bit serious I mean has it happened again I mean it, it, there wasn't any indication because they keep on saying, "Oh well, yeah, he's it's, it's you know, hoping to get him back, and he's rejoined the group and all that, and then you just never, never see him." You need know. to invite some of the medical staff from the club onto the show, and he might give you a bit of information. <laughs> would that would that be possible? now? <laughs> I think those we bridges are burned, Steve. To be honest, mm. <laughs> for, yeah, now. For, for now, for now, yeah. yeah, for now. Thanks, Donald Chris. Has. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
uh, still no takeover, by the way. We we, we yeah. all know. Oh, what? Um, you kidding me? <laughs> and then you still another, haven't been taken over. Another end of the month has passed. That's two. Oh, right. So, <laughs> you know. We're going to run out of months. End soon, of October. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's very imminent, I'm sure. All right. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, anyone else anything to add before we wrap things up? The only thing I was going to say is did we we're talking about um, new signings and that. Did you see the news today that the. Oh, I can't even remember what nationality he was. Um, that the Argentinian striker oh, yeah, yeah. inevitably gone and signed for Houston. So we certainly won't be signing him. 1.2 million, I think it was, he went for. Yeah. 1.2 million dollars. Which means dollars. we wonder how we were ever in from him in the first place. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we weren't at that price, were we? We were in from a, a quarter of that price. <laughs> and that means we weren't in from So. Yeah, well, never mind. Well, at least, at least, to, like looking out, you know, looking outside. You, you know, going kind of back to the point where I made about criticizing Parkinson for being too rigid in his approach to setting up for games. He has varied it this season. So, in the in the same way, we've been critical of our approach in the transfer market. We can't be too critical when uh, you know we're looking in unusual places to find players that might suit. Um. You know the way we want to play, or you know whether or not he's got resale value in the future. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Take over soon, and loads of players. But he's already, players he's already, he's already retired if he's gone to Houston Dynamo. Roy right? Keane transfer window style, two thousand and six. Two thousand six. Yeah. 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 Right. Oh well, um, we'll be back. Uh, there'll not be no preview. Because we're we're not playing. Be nothing. Now, There'll be nothing probably for. There'll be about nothing two weeks. now for a couple of weeks or so. So thanks, Stephen, for coming on. No problem. Thanks, Chris, and thank you for listening. <laughs>